You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to another awesome episode of Ask Drone You as we go over this week's drone news with Drone DJ. Well, we're here with Haya Castello, and Haya, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Glad to be here. And I was going to ask, did you recover from our, your trip to uh, New York this week? I still haven't recovered yet. Still a little exhausted from the jet lag and whatnot, but it was awesome hanging out with you. Awesome to shoot that podcast with FDNY and have some great news coming up that I know I'm really excited uh, to announce. And we had a lot of fun and learned a lot while we were in New York. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting, and I'm uh, looking forward to sharing all that uh, information with both our viewers as well as our readers. I think it's going to be very interesting. Agreed. Couldn't agree uh, more. And there's actually a lot of news this week, and I'm really excited to go over it because there is, you know, we are kind of coming up to the end of the year. The Christmas season is kind of coming upon us, and it makes us wonder what are the drone manufacturers going to launch for this year's Christmas season, which brings us into this week's first piece of drone news. So it looks like the new Mavic, we, you know, we have been talking about the fact that we would see some sort of new Mavic in the beginning of 2020, and finally the proof is in the pudding and it is here. So what do you have for us, Haya? Yeah, it sure looks that way, Paul. I mean, uh, we know that uh, DJI is working on something, and during their presentation recently in Washington, they already said that, hey, all our new drones that weigh more than 250 grams are going to be having a uh, ADS-B receiver on board the aircraft, and that's going to start as of uh, January 2020. So that kind of implied already that they weren't going to launch any uh, real big drones this year anymore. However, it does bring the focus to early next year, and at the same time in Europe there are new drone rules being developed right now that are gonna come in effect as of June 2020 and part of uh, those drone rules is that all the aircraft need to conform to the regulations in Europe and one of our readers from Norway uh, Homan actually shot us an email because he noticed that on the DJI website where they uh, list all the PDF files for the EU declaration of conformity there are two new versions of the Mavic uh, mentioned and the first one is the uh, DJI DJI Mavic 2 Pro Plus, and then we see also the DJI Mavic 2 Zoom Plus. And the question really is, okay, what does this plus mean? Is the plus an indication of a newer version of the DJI Mavic? We think it is because we have heard rumors from industry insiders that DJI is working on an improved version, uh, and that version would not just include ADS-B uh, receivers or one receiver. Uh, we also think they're going to focus on improved video quality because ever since the launch of the uh, DJI Mavic 2 Pro in uh, August last year. A lot of people said that, hey, the Phantom 4 Pro delivers better 4K video footage. And I think with the focus of DJI being on foldable drones and not so much on quadcopters, it seems, we think that the next version of the Mavic for sure is going to have improved video footage uh, quality. So we're very much looking forward to it. Um, It's exciting to see this on DJI's own website. And yeah, we're going to keep an eye on this and see where this is going to go. 
Now, Haya, I've heard some rumors that the Mavic Pro, or excuse me, Mavic 2 Pro Plus just means that the new setup or the new kit that you would get with the Mavic would include the smart remote. Uh, are, should we expect more than just the addition of the smart remote in the package, or what are you expecting? Um, I think that uh, it's going to be either or. They'll probably offer a version with the smart controller and one without because not everybody needs a smart controller. Not everybody wants to spend like another 700 bucks on the smart controller. Um, so I think we'll have both options. I mean, currently there already is a package listed and they just simply say Mavic 2 Pro and then uh, DJI smart controller as a bundle. Uh, they don't refer to that package as a plus package. So I don't think the plus indicates the smart controller. I think it's a next version version of the DJI Mavic. Uh, think of it um, as what we have seen with the DJI Mavic Pro Platinum Edition, for instance, where you get slight improvements. I think this time it's, the improvements are going to be more significant. Um, I don't think it's going to be a Mavic 3. I think it's going to be an uh, uh, improved version of the Mavic 2 still. Gotcha. Well, we're excited to see what happens either way. But while we are excited about that drone, in our next piece of news, it looks like rumors have been confirmed that the Phantom yeah. is coming back. Haya, what do you have for us on the new Phantom? Or is it not a new Phantom and just yeah. a relaunch? <laughs> DJI Phantom 4 Pro version 2, uh, there might also be a plus, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, about a month ago, we already announced that the rumor mill said that this drone uh, would have its production restarted by DJI and that it would be available again in the online store as of October. Um, this week, we actually got confirmed from an industry insider that it may be as soon as September. We still think it's only going to be a temporary situation, so DJI may only bring this drone back just to fill the gap, let's say, from September until the end of the year or early next year. We're not sure if it's going to keep going forward into 2020? I don't think so, because uh, as we mentioned in earlier articles, it seems to be game over for the DJI Phantom 4 Pro series. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see there. But of course, it's very exciting to have this drone come back in September already, because I know, especially in your world, a lot of people are clamoring for uh, the DJI Phantom 4 Pro uh, to become available again. Well, I think you saw that uh, firsthand from a lot of the people that we met with this weekend and the discussions that were going on this weekend. It is still highly desired amongst the community, especially as people are learning the nuanced problems with some of the other drones. So I think it's a, a drone that people see extreme value in, and I'm not sure if DJI sees that same value or if maybe they're trying to, again, copy the Apple model and offer more expensive enterprise drones at, and because they know they're selling less in volume. So... You know, if we offer more features, let's say, with a P4RTK, it's more expensive, it's enterprise, that can make up for the lack of sales. Yet, I think that there's just a lot of volume on Phantoms as well. But either way, Haya, while I'm excited about the Phantom, this brings us into our next piece of news this week, which is another manufacturer is clamoring to get in the game to replace uh, the Mavic 2 Pro, it seems like. And I finally watched the video of the new Skydio 2, or at least the test footage, from this article, but what did you see? 
Yeah, I, th I thought the footage looked uh, quite amazing. I mean, of course, Skydio, they launched the R1, uh, what, a little over a year ago, year and a half, roughly. That drone blew everybody away in terms of, of what it could do and the potential that the drone had. Since then, and, and since I've been talking with people from Skydio, the story has been okay. We've learned a lot. We got a ton of feedback on this drone. The next iteration is going to be cheaper. It's going to be lighter. It's going to be better, better cameras, better quality, better obstacle avoidance. So they set the bar quite high. And one of the things that was mentioned as well is that they really are looking to compete directly with the DJI Mavic 2 series. And of course, that's quite a step away from the original R1, which by some people was described as a one-trick pony. Uh, it was like a self-flying action camera, which was really cool, but it didn't allow you to do a lot of the things that you can do with, let's say, a Phantom or a Mavic. This time for the Skydio 2, it seems that they're going to go head-on competing with DJI uh, at the level of the Mavic 2. So I would expect also a similar price point, a lot less expensive than the original R1. Going back to the video footage that they released, the video really had three different segments and they showed three different things that this drone is capable of. Uh, the first part uh, was a motorcyclist riding through a forest. So this was more high speed and the drone is following the motorcycle through the trees and avoiding all the, all the trees. That was crazy to see, basically. Um, at some point, the drone actually circles around the motorcycle, uh, almost like an FPV style uh, move. Uh, so apparently those are film modes that you can program, uh, which would be quite exciting. The second part was more cinematic, where somebody um, is running from the beach and diving into or running into the ocean and the drone kind of backs up and away from it to reveal the scenery, which shows like this beautiful tropical islands. So apparently there's some focus on cinematic footage, which you would think would also include better quality video footage for sure. And then the last shot is of a mountain biker. And this is a woman riding a mountain bike uh, down a hill. And the interesting part here is that the drone is actually flying ahead of her. So the drone needs to track the um, the mountain biker and keep her in frame, but at the same time kind of predict where she's heading and avoiding all the obstacles, so trees and, and bushes, as it's going down the hill at that same high speed. So it's a very short video clip. I think it's less than a minute even, but if you look closely to the footage, it's quite impressive. And if this drone is going to be more capable and lighter and smaller and less expensive, and you can fly it like you can with a Mavic 2, and it's from an American company. I mean, that's that's something to look that's forward to. That's the trifecta right there. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. There is one piece that I didn't hear, which was the shutter. Because, again, if you have a drone that can fly like this and also be used as a tool, you really offer you know the best of all worlds, which isn't just fun and great video footage, but also the ability to you know do more autonomous flights with it. I'm not expecting that from them, though, to be honest. But I will say, when you mentioned the CineWhoop style, FPV style, footage it was mm -hmm. incredible the stabilization but also the super advanced moves i mean it's orbiting around a tree that got in the way of the flight path of the drone orbited around and kept the rider in frame and then like you said the ability to move backwards and tracking what's behind you at a decent rate of speed it wasn't slow so that's also yeah. what impressed me i have to say Haya, really really excited about this drone
Yeah, same here. I mean, just think of all the people that could use a drone like this to record themselves in action for, let's say, YouTube videos or whatever else they might be doing. I mean, typically you need a crew and you get more and more tools nowadays, like, for instance, the Ronin SC, uh, the Osmo Pocket even, action cameras, both from uh, GoPro and DJI. And now a drone like this, I mean, you can make quite some serious video productions basically as a one-man operation. So true. So true. Well, moving on to our next piece of drone news. It looks like the FAA has finally approved uh, a workable version of Beyond Visual Line of Sight or BVLOS flights that we have so often talked about on this show as well. And it looks like that they have approved their first uh, BVLOS flight in Alaska of all places, very yeah. you know congested uh, area with people. Um, and I'm really excited to hear more about this. Haya, what do you have? Yeah, I guess the the FAA always wants to play it safe, right? So what better place to start testing with drones than a remote location like Alaska? Uh, this story is part of the U.S. integration pilot program, the program that was launched uh, over a year ago, roughly, by uh, the Department of Transportation to basically fast-track the development of uh, commercial drone applications. Like we said, this took place in Alaska, and you had the first ever beyond visual line-of-sight drone flights inspecting uh, without any spotters or, or any uh, human uh, visual spotters, at least uh, along this, inspecting a four-mile stretch of the Trans-Alaska pipeline. Apparently, it went really well. And yeah, it's it's news because it's the first official BVLOS-approved flight by the FAA. Well, not only is it the first official approved flight of the FAA, it's the first one without daisy-chaining visual observers, without putting a lot of humans out there. Now, while the flight length wasn't really that long, I mean, three, you know, 3.87 miles compared to what some of the uh, long rangers do on the Facebook group is, is nothing. But at the same time, it's the technology, in my opinion, that has really made this yeah. an actual advancement in the scope of BVLOS flights and the ability to scale these systems in the future. Because what they've done is they've used multi-rotors, not fixed wings, with a ground-based automation system to really have a, a, a um, down-to-the-wire or, you know, minute-by-minute, second-by-second way to, uh, you know, how do I say this, fly around obstructions and have just a, a real good idea of the area around the drone itself so there's no need for visual observers. Now, with that said, again, this is a huge advancement because there's no need for visual observers and they figured out a scalable solution to avoid, you know, issues with airspace management. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. I mean, uh, you were there, at, uh, of course, at Airworks last year from DJI as well. And you remember that uh, keynote where at the end they had auto modality come in and they worked with Union Pacific, um, the real world company that has thousands and thousands of pieces of infrastructure, structures, bridges, uh, for instance, that need to be inspected. And those drones would fly up to the bridge and then uh, autonomously follow the structure and inspect it. And they were able to do, what was it, like a two-mile stretch, I think, of bridge in a matter of days, which would have taken a four-man crew about a week or two weeks to do. So there's applications for beyond visual line-of-sight drones in many, many different industries. And to get that approved by the FAA is the beginning, I think, of a, of a breakthrough there. I think it's also a huge breakthrough because it speaks, you know, it speaks wonders for Ecodyne who created that radar technology or the automation system, the Cassia automation system that yeah. works with this drone, which is, again, if you, you know, if think of for everyone who's listening out there, 
Think of the Tesla autopilot system and how it's measuring the environment and area around it in real time. I don't know why I was struggling with that term so much earlier, Haya, but this is real time sense and avoid. Yeah. So I think this creates a uh, system to answer the questions of the risk-based performance, essentially that the FAA is always looking for you to answer in your waiver applications. I mean, it really does just come down to that. So I think they created a solution and it works and it's really exciting. Now, you know what else is really exciting or should I say rather interesting is this next piece of news. It looks like DJI is utilizing its ownership in Hasselblad to potentially compete with Hasselblad. I'm confused about what's going on here, Haya. What do you have? Yeah, same here. Uh, One of our writers, uh, Josh Spires, and he's actually based in uh, Australia, he found in the uh, filings of the patent office in China drawings and um, renders of a new camera system that's going to be launched apparently by DJI, but it's very, very similar to the Hasselblad uh, X1D, which is a medium format, 50 megapixels, high-end expensive camera. And of course, it, it makes you wonder like, okay, so DJI owns part of Hasselblad. Um, are they going to kill the Hasselblad brand, which would raise a lot of eyebrows because that's a very old, very familiar name uh, in the photography uh, world. Uh, are they going to come up with a new version. I mean, I think Sony did it once with a Hasselblad camera as well, where they came out with a version that was a lot cheaper and had the Sony brand, but was like a ripoff of the Hasselblad camera. Is DJI gonna play a trick like that? Um, I don't really expect them to do it in that way. I mean, we know that DJI can be very fast and creative and aggressive when it comes to launching new products. It wouldn't surprise me if let's say Hasselblad is gonna raise the bar and come out with another camera that will be in the range of 100 megapixels rather than just 50, still medium format, and that maybe DJI uses the old body to come up with a less expensive, maybe 50 megapixels medium format camera that will have some new technology and new features built in. Uh, We've seen DJI use a lot of their technology across different products. I mean, they use drone technology to uh, help you control your RoboMaster and uh, the FPV system is the next iteration of uh, of some of those transmission uh, systems as well. So we see how DJI is using their technology in different products. Uh, It's going to be really interesting to see what they're going to do with this camera and if it's going to be a medium format camera, if it's going to be focused purely on photography, whether it's going to be for videography as well. Uh, There's a lot of questions around these uh, these patent uh, filings here. Yeah, a lot of questions is to say the least, Hyatt. I mean, really, it looks like it's almost like competition to the the famous or infamous uh, Sony A7 series, which even I use myself. And we've been, you know, we've been on that train for five years uh, because they're such amazing cameras. But that said, I mean, DJI did also announce another little teaser today, which was their tweet, Transforming Your World. Does this camera have to do with that particular announcement from DJI? (laughs) I said they were fast. Uh, I don't know if they're this fast. I don't think so. (laughs) I think this is something else. I mean, DJI uh, is going to launch a new product, it seems. They just emailed uh, and tweeted out this message earlier today. You find it on the Drone DJ uh, uh, Twitter account as well. August 13th, so that's next week, 2019, 9 a.m. Eastern time. Um, They don't really show anything other than a bluish-purplish image with, it seems like a box that opens up and then inside... There's, you could say there's an arena with things taking place. It could also be what I think it seems like it at least is the opening of a camera where you kind of 
see the lens. Uh, the last time that we've seen DJI use something more consumer-like uh, to announce a new product, I think was with the uh, Osmo Pocket. So I don't know if it's something that's in that product category. Um, if I had to guess, I, I would think it's something along those lines. It's, it's not going to be, let's say, a $2,000 drone. Uh, I don't think that's, uh, that's what we're looking at here. I wouldn't be surprised to see another gimbal from DJI because when I was in New York, I saw a lot of people with the Osmo Pockets. It was actually kind of surprising, yeah. to say the least. So, But after, you know, and I just picked up the Ronin SC myself, and that is an interesting, interesting, I'm going to have to do a review on that because it's not exactly what I thought it would be. And, I, you know, I'm, again, going to be interested to see what they mean by transform your world. But moving on, I want to get away from DJI because DJI has done so many product announcements. Keep the yeah. attention on them. Uh, and it looks like they announced their FPV system right before Fat Shark was about to announce their Bite Frost, which is another HD transmission system yeah. for drones. What's going on here? Yeah, that, that was very interesting. I mean, uh, speaking to Ferdinand Wolf, uh, one of the directors at uh, DJI Europe, he said that for anybody, any other company he meant, uh, to come out with an HD transmission system for FPV drone racing, that it would at least take another two years to catch up to where DJI is right now. And of course, two years from now, DJI is going to probably be another step uh, along the road. So he said that they have such an advantage of being such a large and, and I guess rich or wealthy company that they can do the kind of development to launch products like these. Now, of course, they launch it and a couple of days later, uh, Fetchark says that, hey, we're going to have an HD system here as well. Um, is that just a knee-jerk reaction saying, hey, we're, we're in this game too? Um, We'll have to see when they come out with that product and how good it's going to be. It, uh, it will be interesting and it will be very interesting to put them to the test and run them side by side and see uh, what differences there are. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, well, very interesting. That's a lot of news for this week. Hi, I feel like we've been talking forever. Yeah, it's been uh, quite the show, right? I mean, one thing I want to point out, talking still about the uh, FPV drone racers, uh, we just posted one video uh, on our, it's not our video, but we wrote about it on Drone DJ uh, from Heart of America FPV. And he's actually reviewing the DJI uh, FPV system from a drone racer's perspective. So if you're into drone racing and you want to know if that system works in those situations, that's an interesting video to uh, to check out for sure. Definitely check it out, guys. And again, Haya, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you, as always. A pleasure hanging out here with you, man. Yeah, every time we hang out, it's a blast. And I just, you know, for everyone who, who knows us, next time we're in New York and doing a class, you might want to come because you'll get to hang out with Haya, maybe see some ghosts and map some old historical buildings as well, which was a blast, seriously. So thanks again. And for everyone listening, if you have a question, go to askdroneu.com. And also, if you want to see follow-up articles or more information about these particular subjects, check out dronedj.com, as you can find all of those articles uploaded there. We greatly appreciate you listening to the show, and we greatly appreciate you sharing the show and leaving us a review. That's going to do it for us today, though. Thanks again for watching another episode of Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage 
and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.